What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. We had a uh, we had a great week at Sanderson Farms. It was a it was a fun time. What did you, what did you think of the tournament, Jack? Well, the tournament itself was spectacular. Um, it was awesome, and one of the only events in I guess 2023 season that I've seen it where there was a ton of guys in play at the end. So it wasn't like one guy was running away with it or you knew who was going out. I love watching five or six guys battle. That's awesome to me. Uh, I agree. It was really fun. Uh, it was a great win for Mackenzie Hughes, beating Seb Straka on the second playoff hole. Uh, very nicely done. On a, on a personal note, um, I would like to cancel all weddings in September and October. Um, unfortunately, that took up way too much of my weekend. So I was not able to watch all the golf I wanted to see. Uh, there were some great names on there though. And all of us, and on Sunday morning, my FanDuel lineup was in like 30th place. I could have been extremely dangerous in that lineup, but fortunately things fell through. Um, just kind of went back to the average, but you know what? I eagled in terms of play of my play at the president's cup. I'm not going to eagle again every other week beyond that. So if I can, if I can par out here at Sanderson and then maybe, maybe make a birdie at Shriners, we, we're going to make it work, but the, not every hole is going to be a hole in one. So we'll take it. Well, that was a lot of golf references in one sentence. Um, that was an awesome week. Um, shout out to a lot of guys that you and I both talked about that we hit on. Unfortunately, most of those people were talking about them, not in our lineups yeah. that hit, um, you know, nice to see, like you said, Mackenzie Hughes, second time winner. Mm -hmm. um, Seb Straka coming back, performance great. Garrick Higo, who I talked about a ton last year, yep. finally getting his game together. Nick Hardy with four solid rounds. Ton of guys coming through. Yeah, Nick Hardy was a surprising one. Another one that I love seeing is uh, Montgomery, another top 10. I mean, 10 top 10s in his last 13 finishes. I know most of them are corn fairy, but. Well, and, and him doing two in a, two top tens in a row on PGA Tour courses, it's like, it's like okay, I understand that he was doing some of these top tens on the Corn Ferry Tour, and you can claim that the field wasn't as strong. But he's gone back to back now on the PGA Tour, so there's a little bit of merit that's automatically being added to it. Absolutely, uh, it's also nice to see Joel Damon finish with a top fifteen again this week. That was kind of surprising, um, in my opinion, but I loved seeing that. I think Hayden Buckley was a shocker because I did not anticipate him. I guess he, I guess he hits the long ball, but just everything about it didn't really make a lot of sense. Chicks dig the long ball. Yeah, you know, chicks dig the long ball, and I, 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 I wish I would have known about it a little more prior because I said it and I just didn't follow through on it. Um, let me go through and just say some of the the leaders this week in terms of the tournament. Driving distance leader was Brandon Matthews. Um, just know that this is not going to be a shocker most weeks. If he's leading this each tournament, he plays in driving distance. He did it on the corn Ferry tour last year. He averages like three thirty throughout the course of a year as a, on driving distance. So there's a good chance unless he's pl playing against, I don't know, like some sort of a Bryson esque player that also hits the ball super far. Brandon Matthews will most likely lead the tour at some point in, or another in driving distance. Yeah. I threw him in as a, a winner's pick last year and I think he finished dead last, but if we did winner's picks in driving distance, he did win the two days he was playing. I, I guess more than anything with, with uh, Brandon Matthews, remember his name for a course that you need to hit absolute tanks off the tee at. Um, but again, his challenge is that he will not always hit the fairway on those tanks. 
So if you're not going to get penalized in the rough and you can hit long balls off the tee, Brandon Matthews is going to be your guy in the future. If you're looking for Southern tournaments, Arizona, yes. Texas yes. swing, here you go. Yeah, Arizona and Texas, exactly. Uh, driving accuracy leader was Ryan Armour. He actually led last year as well. He was in our end-of-the-year tally. He led the driving accuracy last year as well. And had uh, four spectacular rounds. I think he had under 10 bogeys, if I remember, throughout the whole week. Yeah, he had under 10 bogeys. And then also, I'm I'm he's played well here in the past. I don't know how I somehow just leaped over him in my model, but he would have been a great low guy to get into the field. Um, greens and regulation, Emiliano Grio. Uh, makes sense. He played, he played decently. And then bogey avoidance, shocking Mackenzie Hughes uh, makes sense. Don't make bogeys win tournaments. By the way, that dude's a dog. If you watched his last, we'll call it 11 holes. That was some of the best bad golf I've ever watched <laughs> and just getting up and down from everywhere. He was grinding it out and he gets to the playoff and all the pressures on him and he stuck it. It was awesome. Uh, the, the challenge is, is, is Mackenzie Hughes always does this. He, he comes out, he like wins a tournament or he does top five in a tournament. And then you don't see him for like two months. And well, that's the Canadian him being nice and giving everybody else their time of day. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so we'll have about a month or two here of Mackenzie Hughes being back to average Mackenzie Hughes and then look for it right around January, February. He'll come back out and he'll start playing decently at one tournament. There you go. Bring this back in three months. <laughs> yes. All right. Do you want to get into uh, DraftKings and FanDuel lineups? Yeah, let me just skip over two seconds. If you played 50-50, you won. If you did anything else, you lost. There's my lineups right there. Fair. Fair. I mean, that's that's all you're doing? I mean, let's be honest. I had Sahith the Gala. Stupid. Kind of upset at that. Well, you know, I'll text him. You know, him but, not, we're not, we're not close, but I'm going to get his number. Um, <laughs> Byung-Han Odd missed the cut. I mean, it was just, it was a bad week for missed cuts, but the guys I had were like top 10, top five in some cases. So the guys that did make the cut for me carried it. So. All right. Well, I, I did a little better than just like, eh, comparatively speaking, uh, DraftKings lineup. I only won in 50 fifties. You didn't win in the single entries. They seemed really high this week. It seemed like everybody else knew what they were doing. Maybe I missed some secret sauce that, everybody else had in those in those single entries but like i'll i'll take my win back in 50 50 that's fine uh get I had your Bur- money back yeah i had burnsy top 30 uh i had scott stallings t13 taylor moore t24 uh bien hun on mr cut mark hubbard t5 that was a great call um and then harrison endicott was uh miscut FanDuel, uh, this was one where I was dangerous on Sunday morning. I had a potential to do really well on that. I had Sam Burns, T30, Taylor Montgomery, T9, Scott Stallings, T13, Byun-Hun An, Miss Cut, Mark Hubbard, T5, Austin Smotherman, T67. That's so nasty. It was a good lineup. Uh, Smotherman shot plus three on Sunday. He was in probably 30th place for most of that. Hubbard was in the lead at one point. Scott Stallings got like top six, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Mark Hubbard. I don't know if I know you're at weddings and stuff, but yes. he choked the last back nine. He could have finished higher than top five. But again, if you guys getting top five, screw it, top 15. There's no complaints that you could ever have. Outside of that 11K range with Sam Burns finishing T30, the other three guys, JT Poston, Sahith Gala, Russell Henley, all missed a cut. 
So if you followed my lead and you threw Sam Burns and then went down the rest of the way, you probably also won some money because I'm sure a bunch of other people had those other three guys in their lineups. Yeah, I can't relate to that. Totally can't relate to that. <laughs> uh, well, all right. You still won money, Jack. You're good. Yeah. Uh, so, so there's a difference. So some people do 50-50s. Some people do double your money. So if you followed my lineup, you pretty much broke even on all your bets, depending if you did like three $10 double ups and then did a $25, you know, so we'll call it even. Yeah, you're, you're good. What about on your bets? How'd you do on your bets this week? Yeah. You remember when I said I was confident? Yeah. yeah. That was stupid. All the guys. <laughs> okay. So I had Heath the guy who I thought was going to win. Miscut nice. awful. Poston should have been a lock for top 20. His loss. I think he missed the cut. Harris English, 40th missed cut. Byung-Hanan missed cut. That was some of the worst golf. Harris English went like birdie, triple, double, bogey, birdie, triple. I mean, it was awful to watch the first round. I was like crying. Um, Montgomery, top 40. Again, like we talked about, I think I said it last week, 100% confident taking him in top 20. But for the odds that they were providing for top 40, you don't pass that up. Same with Dietrich, so or Thomas Dietrich, so... Yeah. Two for two and four, two for six altogether, down two and a half units altogether for the pod of 2023. Well, we, we both rode Byung-Hun on on that top 40. He did have an opportunity, by the way, on his 36th hole to make a birdie, and that would have put him at minus three. Uh, he ended up three-putting. Uh, it was like a 20-footer. It wasn't a high likelihood that he was going to make the cut, but if he would have made that putt, he would have been – he would have been on the weekend, but I don't know. It is what it is. You can't win them all. So that was a loss. I had Taylor Moore top 40 at minus 135. That one just kind of felt steady. Kind of figured that one was coming. That was a good win. And then Justin Lauer top 40 was plus 120. I think he finished T45. He needed one one stroke better to, to get his top 40. So that was a tough loss. Yeah. And then um, last thing I'll say before we move on to winners and wild cards there was a golfer named Joseph Hanko in the event that went 82-84. I would like to officially submit my application to the PGA Tour. If you're looking for a guy that can shoot one better than that, I believe I can do it. Woo! Go Jag. Go to the tour. Uh, by the way, I did lose uh, 1.25 units on that. I am now at negative 0.14 units. So more or less back to square one. Yeah, and I mean, listen, we're not in the events where we have a full 11K range or a full 10K range. Mm -hmm. A lot of these picks, for lack of a better phrase here, are shots in the dark. Like, if you predicted Mackenzie Hughes was going to win, go buy a lottery ticket. And that's not disrespectful to Mackenzie Hughes, but right now, the guys that, like you said, in the 11K range and some of the 10K range that were clear front runners, they went one for four, one for five on making the cut. These th- these first few weeks of the year, it's going to be a lot of moving and shaking around to see where golfers realistically fit in these places. Yeah. Because with the new addition of these 25 guys or more on the Corn Ferry Tour that are getting into each tournament, it's going to completely change the way you bet. So if these first four or five weeks are getting through even, I mean, don't get me wrong, you're not you know squeaky clean, you're not loving life but there's a lot of people that are going to lose a lot of money these first few weeks because they don't know how to bet with these new guys on tour. Yeah. And it's the same way. Like last year at the beginning, Tony Fino was in the seven K range to start up the year. Brooks Kepka was in the 11 K range. 
end of the year. Well, obviously Brooks being at live, it didn't really matter, but you know, you get it, it all flipped out. So just watch out. Cause you're going to see guys like Justin Lauer, like you talked about your top 40 was really close in three months. He might be eight K he might be nine K. You just never know. Oh yeah, definitely. So, all right. Do you want to talk about winners? Yeah, Sahit Tagala, you are on my naughty list for the winter holidays coming up. Uh, missed the cut awfully. That's even a word. And then Thomas Dietrich, top nine. Not mad about it. There you go. Good stuff. I had uh, Scott Stallings, T13. I was happy to see that I used him in a week where he played well. I mean, yeah, he didn't win. But if you're getting T13 out of your one and done and it's Scott Stallings, it's very respectable um harris english was my other one again he was a little more of a long shot he missed a cut but took a chance wild card picks jack yeah see tagala (laughs) (laughs) missed cut brennan todd top 20 plus 330 which i thought was going to be honestly like a sneaky dark horse i really like todd this week and he again much like the theme of the year missed a cut at plus two going i believe it was like one under like four over so or a three over all right well that's not triple good. on the uh 35th hole by the way Ooh, there you go brennan todd love to see it good to know for when i'm when i'm ever thinking about betting him in the future because gosh knows i did it too many times last year um, my wild card picks i had justin lauer t20 at plus 330 again just you know unfortunate uh, but then I had Thomas Dietrich at top 10 at plus 400. That was a, uh, that was a nice win that you, you don't get a lot of plus 400 wins, especially early in the year. So that was fun to kind of see. Done. Well, I am personally ready to get out of the, uh, that tournament uh, and move on to the Shriners Children's Hospital, unless you got anything else. Some would say you're ready to, uh, to fly the coop. That's a, that's I a will sen- not. Well, I understood the joke. But wow. <laughs> okay, just just checking. I thought it was kind of funny. All right, well, I'll go. I am not <laughs> sipping a beer right now. <laughs> uh, if anybody doesn't know, Sanderson Farms like produces millions of chickens a year, so that was why the whole like chicken coop fly. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to Shriners. <laughs> we are going to the Shriners Children of the Decade. We are going to Las Vegas. We're going to go gamble down the strip. We're going to TPC Summerlin. This is a par 71 totaling 7,250 yards. Um, That's 7,250 yards. Kind of a false front. Not really how long it actually plays. Um, If anybody's ever been to Vegas, it's at about 2,000 feet in elevation. So it actually plays a lot shorter than the 7,200 yards. Uh, Most guys are going to play a lot of these holes with driver and wedge. It's going to be driver, wedge, two-putt, par. Uh, but birdies are like hotcakes on this course. Everybody gets them here. Usually the winner's at roughly minus 20. The only defense of this course is wind and cold weather. I think 2018, somebody won this course at minus nine. I think the high that entire weekend in terms of temperature was 50s. So if, if, you're, if you're not going to get above 50 degrees in Vegas this week, which is not what's happening, then... It's like that's what we're playing this weekend. Yes, exactly. Uh, last year's winner, Sung J M. He won it at twenty-two under. Um, he won. He murked the course last year. Yeah, he he crushed it. Um, this course has some of the easiest off the tee gameplay on tour, ranking third easiest. Uh, the course's defense is around the green with tough bunker play and green and changes in green elevation. 
greens are slow compared to the core standard. If you pay attention a lot in golf, the stint meter is like an 11. And usually on the tour, they average 13. Yeah, that's a that's more of a bobby weed design. A lot of dog legs, slower greens, and a lot of water and bunkers. Yes. Um, when picking guys on this course, you want to pick guys that are going to make birdies. As I said, this is going to be a birdie fest. If you can't get a guy that's going to get four birdies between Thursday and Friday, he's probably just going to miss the cut. Like going even par, even par here, not impressive. Uh, the cut's probably going to be what minus three, minus four. I yet? would say much like this week that we just had three or four is probably relatively going to be the pair. Yeah. Um, whatever model you kind of used at Sanderson, you can keep parts of that in the field here at Shriners. For me, the big things I'm looking at uh, approach play putting, and then birdies are better gained. Again, you want birdies, you want good putting and you want approach play. Uh, I said it earlier about the distance not really being good. So I'm avoiding guys like Keith Mitchell, Brandon Matthews, et cetera. Again, you don't need the long ball here. Did you say you're ignoring the goat Keith Mitchell? I'm ignoring the goat Brandon Matthews. Yes. <laughs> There's no goat in Brandon Matthews. Let's not get that twisted. So, so no, I, again, the, the, as much as chicks dig the long ball, we are in Vegas and they're distracted by being on the strip as opposed to the golf course here. So, all right, Jack, are you ready for the, uh, you ready to go over the 10 K range? All right. So we're, of course we are on DraftKings. I'm going to start at the 11. Um, there's only three guys in 11, 10. So Patrick can't lay 11, one Max Homa, 10, six and Sung J M 10, four. My pick here, Sung J. I don't really believe a ton in course history as much as you do. This guy's on a tear coming off president's cup, obviously wasn't his best performance, but if you just take a look at his last five events, three runner-ups with a top 15 this guy's coming into it with the trajectory like you talked about driver accuracy and this dude can go out and shoot 62 on one of these days so i love him this week um well you said you don't care about course history but sung jm's also got three top 20s here in the last four years no i said i don't care as much as you do oh yeah well sung jay's still good on the course history metric too um Honestly, in terms of these guys, I think all three of them are good. Cantlay and Sungjae have the course history as well as well, the... Cantlay's won here, I think. He did. He won here two years ago. And then Sungjae won last year. Um, so both these guys are great around this course. They've also both got good approach play and, and decent enough putting um, to at least play well here. Homa has played bad here in the past, but this is kind of a different Max Homa. I think we can officially say that. Um, he's now been on the President's Tour. He's now won five times. Uh, saying that this is the same Max Homa that missed a cut here in 2018, 2019. Doesn't really apply. Um, I think all these guys are fair. Honestly, on FanDuel and DraftKings, give me the cheapest one of the three on each. Yeah. That's how I'm going to run it. So I guess in this instance, yeah, give me Sungjae too. I mean, it's, do I think Cantlay is deserving of $700 more than M? No. I think M is going for a repeat. We've already seen one this year, and I don't say that lightly because I don't really believe repeats happen that often. Yep. This guy's going in this week, so I would envision a ninth place finish or better. There you go. That's that's the feeling. Um, nine K range, I guess. We'll just get into it. Yeah, there's a couple names here that I like. So, all right, we'll start. Uh, we got the bottom at nine K flat. We got Tom Hoagie all the way up to 9,900 at Aaron Wise. All right. There's three names that I really, really like here. First is Tom Kim. I'm jumping, like I said, at the end of the season after the President's Cup. I'm officially jumping on the bandwagon. 
this course is perfect for his game. He, although he is a little bit shorter, he's going to mop up tracks at the beginning of this year. I think he's going to come in, hit a bunch of fairways. Like you said, driver wedge are going to be for the longer ball hitters. Right now, he's what he's going to do, driver nine iron. He's going to be just as competitive with these irons in ball striking. I envision him going deep this week. Um, Taylor Montgomery, we've talked about him for three weeks in a row, it seems. I won't harp on him that much. Yep. Ninth and third in his last two starts in the tour. And then Emiliano Grillo, um, last four starts, 31st is his worst finish, and that was at the St. Jude with a loaded field. Um, I envision him taking the turn here and getting a top 20 finish. I have a few of those same names. Again, uh, Taylor Montgomery, like him. Uh, Fortnite and Sanderson Farms plus top 10 finishes so far this year equals you're welcome. Uh, so I, I like Taylor Montgomery. I think he'll be good. I also like Alex Norin. Um, he's a top 20 putter on tour last year. He's not a long hitter, but again, we're in elevation, baby. Ball goes a lot farther. Um, the third guy I do like that I, I can't really get to in terms of my, the way my lineups are constructed is Tom Kim. Um, and again, not a long ball hitter like Jack said. I just can't get to him in any of these lineups. Wow. It's, it's tough because I like so many guys um, that I just can't get down to Tom Kim. Uh, but he, I know he's going to play well here. Um, he, again, he doesn't need a lot of distance on this course, and he's got great approach play, so he'll do well in this range. I will quote this, the Tom Kim fan club breaking up. I'm not happy about it, but I got to – if I can't fit him in the lineup, I can't fit him in the lineup, unfortunately. Fair enough. Man, that's a shocker. I don't like it. Trust me. I, 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 I'm not excited to hear this, this audio recording back next week when I sit there and I don't like Tom Kim and then he's top 10. Yeah, you don't think this is going to be highlighted in our notes going forward for next year? Or next week. Don't, don't, don't make it hurt more than it already does. I want him in. I just can't get him in. I promise. I hear you on that one. So I like those three guys. Like you said, er, er, Alex Noren, fantastic putter. Um, I think last week, or I guess this past weekend on the world tour, he finished top five, I think runner up, if I remember correctly. Um, so that's my only downside. Like you talked about last year, a lot of these guys come over from world tour events. Don't necessarily transition perfectly on their first event. Yeah. A little bit of a chance on that one. I, I understand, but I'm hoping because it's Alex Noren, he's got, he's got, again, this is not like Alex Noren, like pedigree as if it's, you know, Sungjae or, or Rory or anything like that, but he is a decent player. He's been on tour for a couple of years. I'm hoping that he just kind of uses his experience and, and plays well. I like it. Um, another name, uh, Cam Davis. I didn't like what I saw from him at the Fortnite, uh, but obviously he was good enough to get into all of the major events last year up through the BMW. Um, tons of great work. I didn't really see a ton from him in the President's Cup that made me love him. Yeah. So this is honestly probably the biggest boom or bust guy in this category. He's too expensive for me to go to. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if I saw a top 15 finish from him. I mean, normally Cam Davis would be the boom bust guy, but Tom Hoagie's at 9,000. So, so he's maybe the second biggest boom bust guy. <laughs> yeah. But it's, he had a top 15 finish at the Fortnet. I think it was 12th or 13th um, compared to Cam Davis, who at the president's cup didn't show what he was supposed to. And Fortnite 87, the jump to that extra couple hundred bucks, it, it is more boom bust. That's fair. All right, that'll work. Plus, uh, more people are buying him than Hoagie. Yeah, that's true. Hoagie's going to go pretty under uh, under underappreciated on this one, especially at 9K. But do you want to get into the 8K range? 
Yeah, because there's some names here, always starting with who I call, and you have now been banished at the Keith Mitchell fan club, um, all the way up. Pretty good name here to Brian Harmon. Um, for those who don't know and think Brian Harmon is a boring golfer, you are dumb. He is awesome. Take it away. Uh, yeah, I like Brian Harmon this week. I'm gonna. He is not a long hitter um, by any sense of the uh, any sense of the term. But this is not a long course. He's got absolutely elite approach play. So I am hoping that his approach play really comes through and that his putter's decent. And I think he could he could do well. Uh, the other guy I'll mention, he played well in the President's Cup. Siwoo Kim. Um, 8,600 is, is pretty good price for him. It makes sense that he could be a good choice in here. There, there are a lot of good names in here. Um, but because I like so many of the guys up top, it's a little difficult for me to get some of these guys. I kind of have to usually go a little bit lower in here, but between Siwoo and Harmon, I think those are really my, my main two focuses in this range. Yeah. I mean, I think both those are great names. I could talk about Brian Harmon. If you've ever watched a major, his name will always be on a leaderboard, right? First page or third page. He's always up there. He's kind of that pest that's always there. Like at the open top 10 us open made the cut. Um, just overall really good. I like him a lot. Davis Riley, how we talked about last year, at birdie fest. Yep. He went like 140th and then top 20. I I can't pull the trigger on anything, but that's another name to watch out for. Love Siwoo Kim this week. I think with his countrymen there, um, Kim and M, I think that's going to bring some good confidence to him. Taylor Pendrith, another President's Cup guy, didn't like what I saw at the Fortnite, so I'm a little bit fading. Yeah, um, Burmeester, that dude was on fire. Um, although in his BMW PGA at the beginning of September, he missed the cut wildly, but top five in the PGA Tour is awesome. Yep. McCarthy, Putter Fest, like we talked about. Say the same <sighs> thing about Bez. Potterfest. Yep. Poston, kind of confused. I don't really know what to think about that. Bez obviously is top, what would you say, top 15 short game in the PGA Tour, at least in the last four months. Yeah, I mean, even if you're a pessimist on, on Bez, at least top 20. Yeah, absolutely. So although we didn't like what we saw at, um, you know, the President's Cup or whatnot, having a top finish, um, you know, outside of Sunday where he shot like one or two over, you know, he's looking good. Yeah, I'm, surp- I'm surprised you're not just hammering all these guys at the bottom of the AK range. You got all your favorite golfers. You could do five guys in this range, Jack. Do uh, do Brian Harmon, Siwoo Kim, do Bez, do McNeely, and do Mitchell. There you go. Yeah, but I want to win money. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Just check it. Hey, all listen, right. I, will, I will get because my DraftKings lineup, um, just for the record, only two people are above eight thousand dollars uh yeah i only have three so i don't i'm not too far behind you so but all right we're 7k range yeah so this is ginormous so this goes all the way from thomas Dietrich, scroll down forever to all the way down to this, yeah seven thousand range which is zishan do um joseph bramley it's joseph bramley <laughs> just say bramley sure awesome. yeah so go for it because i have names to drop unless you want me to go yeah, I think a few of these will be carryovers for both of us. Um, Thomas Dietrich's been playing really well these first two weeks. He's a he's a pretty obvious name to get out there. Hits the ball far. He's got a pretty good approach. Um, this is a uh, TPC Summerland, 
Yep, I was waiting for it. I didn't see it in your notes up until about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about my boy uh, KH Lee. He's 7,700. He didn't play that bad at the President's Cup either. Like, he's, it's not like he's coming off of some it's atrocious. Just, we were just outshined. It's just you couldn't get the screen time or yeah. the ability to make those shots like USA were. So KH Lee wants to be the sexiest golfer on tour. I'll just take the sexiest golfer on a TPC course this week, all right? That's all, I'm, that's all I need. Uh, Taylor Moore, 7,600. Again, model consistency. I think he's got like two top 30s right now. Uh, Matthew Neesmith is a good one to know for this week. If you just want to go on course record, um, he's from Vegas and he's been top 30 here in each of his four times playing in this tournament. So he's a really good choice on that one. Kurt Kitayama kind of boom bust a lot like, uh, Cam Davis. I don't think he's going to be too popular and he could be top five, bottom five. Um, let me double check, make sure I'm not missing too many more names. I was going to say, if you want me to jump in, I can go I full steam ahead. Uh, I mean, Svensson on the bottom. Good choice. Justin Lauer, 7,100. Go for it. Boom. You mentioned a lot of great names. Guess who's back, baby? Uh, Ricky, Ricky Fowler, Fowler is yeah, back. Yeah. What is the one statistic you mentioned outside of driver that's important in this course? Putting. Putting. He is a wizard with a putter. He's got a new coach, new caddy, new equipment. He's doing fantastic. Top seven, I think he was sixth place and has only finished at the Fortnite. Love to see him continue on. And again, at this price point, how about top 55 players? That's a win in my book. Um, KH Lee, fantastic. Taylor Moore, underrated. Nick Hardy, boomer bust week. How about Mark Hubbard? You look at him at 74 after the couple weeks he's had at the Fortnite and almost winning. Um, Gary Woodland had a fantastic week. You take a look, J.J. Spawn, one of those guys that's a little boom bust, but at this price point, if he makes the cut, you're getting points. Look at the difference one week can make in Byung-Hun on. He went from, what, like last week, 9,700 to 72. Um, definitely, definitely could be a bounce back week. So if you're looking for a value pick, could find him down here. But Seong Kyung Kim, totally butchered that, and I apologize, is the steal of the entire 7K range. Um, that dude is on fire right now. Uh, two top 40 finishes. I love him at this price point. And if he makes the cut, you get your money's worth. Yeah. He at 7,200, he's definitely a sneaky play, um, because he's been playing really well recently. I think if, uh, in terms of him versus Justin Lauer, I can completely see why you want to go with him. And he's probably got a little more opportunity for a high volume finish than Spenson. Uh, so I can totally see why he makes sense there. Yeah, and then last two names, total boom bust, kind of leaning toward the bust. Uh, Callum Taren and yep. Cameron Champ are both down there, both bombers, but just haven't seen it. But they always have the one week where they go top four finish, and then everyone's back in the hype train, including myself. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's tough. You got to stay off those, so that way you can hopefully stay ahead in some money. But are you ready for the 6K range? Yeah, because sadly I have names. Okay, I'm all ears. What do you got? All right, so it goes all the way down to, you know, Brandon Todd at 6'9", to... Stoneman. Who? Yeah, exactly. So Quinn Riley. First guy I want to bring up um, is Doug Gim. He's in this category. Not the biggest hitter in the world. Not the best putter in the world. Not the best short game in the world. Every once in a while, he sneaks out his magic, and I think this could be one of them. But the guy I really like in this category, his name is Harry Hall out of England. He went to UNLV. He lives locally, and he has done well at this tournament in the past with a sneaky name, 
come ton of experience. Um, he did well in the Corn Ferry Tour Championships. Two miscuts in his last two events, but at this price point, all he has to do is make the cut to make his money back, and I like it. All right, there you go. Uh, I have really three names in this range that I'm sticking around on. Uh, first name I'm going to talk about is Chris Goddard. He's 6,800. He just always seems so underpriced on on FanDuel and DraftKings. It's like they don't want to put any money onto him. Um, and it's just because he was he only turned pro recently. He's got good strokes gained around the green. Um, and he did he proved that well at the Fortnite. Yeah, he always does better in PGA than Corn Ferry. Have you ever noticed that if you look at his trends? It's incredible. I don't know if you watch Corn Ferry like I do. But. I, I, I mean, more so the results than anything else is what I kind of keep focused on with Corn Ferry. But it's just very strange to me that the Goderup just plays well on tour. Um, and at 6,800. It's really a good safe spot in the uh, the bottom of the lineup to think to think that he'll probably make the cut. Um, the other guy I'll talk about is Adam Shank at sixty five hundred. He's a little more boom bust in terms of my three guys that I picked. He's been top uh, thirty at the Shriners the last four years. He has a home in Vegas or lives in Vegas. It didn't really specify all too well, and I don't feel like creeping on Adam Shank to see if he actually like has a place by Googling all that. Um, so I'll just take it at that face value. Um, but Adam Schenk has got the course history and lives in Phoenix. The last guy I'll mention is Austin Smotherman. If you they keep him this cheap, he's going to be a conversation for me every week. I mean, I understand it's not flashy. Yes, he was T67 last week, but he shot plus three on Sunday and was like T35th to start the day. If, if he, went, he went minus two, minus two, minus two, plus three. If he just sticks with minus twos, he probably finishes, what, top 25? You take those. So yeah. uh, give me Smotherman again. I like it. And the last guy I'll point out, Dylan Fratelli. Fantastic week this week. Uh, really got a lot of the short game flowing. So, again, if the way we break it down, and especially myself, I can only speak for myself, is I look for guys in terms of value to what their price is. So do I think Patrick Cantley probably has the best odds to win it? Yes. Um, do I think Dylan Fratelli is not going to win it? Yes. But if you're looking for a guy to round up at your lineup at 6,700, you want to try to get a guy that'll make a cut. And the reason for that is if you have five or six guys out of your six that make a cut, you're just getting additional points for two days where your opponent might not. Um, so especially these DFS and daily or 50-50 um, double ups, whatever the case may be, just getting your entry into the money, you're just making profit. Whereas bets, you have to be a little more specific. Uh, Jack's favorite guy, Brandon Matthews, is at 6,300. <laughs> so. All right. So in the last guy, I'll just name just because he had a stellar week last week. Garrett Higo talked about him a lot last year. His last five finishes outside of this week or all outside the top 100. Take a flyer, but don't also give into recency bias. I don't really know how to give into that. Um, Chesson Hadley is also another one that's a flyer. He made it all the way to the FedEx St. Jude Championship last year, so a dude knows how to play. Take a couple flyers if you're looking to go top heavy, but other than that, I like where we're at. All right, there you go. Do you want to uh, do you want to go over some lineups then? Yeah, absolutely. So in DraftKings, stupidly enough, I do not have Taylor Montgomery, even though he is a UNLV grad. Um, I probably will readjust my lineup after seeing this, but <laughs> Sung JM 10-4, Tom Kim 9-7, Thomas Dietrich 7-9, Ricky Fowler 7-8, eight, 
Mark Hubbard, 7-4, and Dylan Fratelli, 6-7. There you go. Yeah, you did. See, this is – have fun trying to figure out how you're going to get Tom Kim and Taylor Montgomery into a lineup. All right, Jack? That's all I got to say. Yeah, I'm going to the struggle. Yeah, struggle that, bus. That, 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 not, now you'll see once you go through that all of my challenges and that because I couldn't get them both in. Um, for my DraftKings lineup, I have Sung J M at 10-4, Taylor Montgomery at 9-5, Alex Noren at 9-1, KH Lee at 7-7, Chris Goderup at 6-8, and Austin Smotherman at 6-5. I don't hate that at all. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm hopeful, you know. Again, Goderup, Smotherman, hopefully the safer options in terms of 6K guys. And then I, I'm really happy with those top four. Awesome. And then my FanDuel lineup, again, I still somehow got on the, the messy bus here, but 11-8, um, Sung J.M., 11-4, Tom Kim, uh, Thomas Dietrich, 9-9, Dean Burmeister at 9-7, riding the hype train, probably going to regret it. Mark Hubbard overpriced at 9-2, but I took it. And then Soon Young Kim at 8,000 flat. There you go. That's a... Uh... Like the one right there. We'll see. I, I hope that one works out because that would Me too. be a fun one. Uh, my FanDuel lineup. I have Patrick Cantlay at 12,000. I have Taylor Montgomery at 11,300. I have Alex Noren at 10,900. I have KH Lee at 9,600. I have Justin Lauer at 8,400, which I feel like is very underpriced for him. And I have, again, Austin Smotherin at 7,800. I do not hate that. I'll definitely have to rethink, uh, possibly looking at my DraftKings lineup. Obviously, I'll keep it as is, but for more picks, KH Lee at 7-7 seven, seven is a steal. So I might have to look into that. Oh, yeah. I'm big on, I'm big on KH Lee. I'm not I'm – not, I'll give you guys the, uh, the, the obvious choice here. I'm not picking KH Lee as a winner, but when I tell you I had him in there and then I had to take him out because I was strongly considering it, um, it was an option. But there's a few other TPC courses – later on in the year that he's actually won back-to-back so done might be saving for that well speaking of winners why don't you go ahead and kick us off with your winners let's mix it up a little bit well let's do bets first that's what i was trying to mix it up but fine we'll go traditional (laughs) okay well then start off with your bets because i can see the name right there all right i'm starting with kh lee top 40 he's minus 110 um i mean yeah say less say less there you go uh, my second name is Matthew Neesmith. He's top 40. Again, three top 20s here, all three appearances. Um, he's 11th in the field in approach game so far this year, and that takes into account some of the last – or the summer because there's only been a few tournaments. Um, squad ride alert. And, and then we are riding as a squad Thomas Dietrich, top 40, at plus 115. He's just been playing way too well in the beginning of this year to, to not join on, especially at plus money. Yeah, again, would I comfortably bet him at top 20? You bet your everything I would. It is ridiculous the odds that they placed on him, and I'm sure it'll change between now and the time the actual tournament starts. Uh, he was disrespect. Oh, it's already at minus 115. Look oh, at nice. how much odds changed in before you lock him in. It is awesome. I had him a bet as well. So, I mean, I had him, I had him top 10 last week. And it, it was my wild card pick because I felt half decent on that. So you're giving me plus odds at top 40? Yes, please. Absolutely. So, so you guys lo- did not luck out. But 
uh, one of them is Thomas Dietrich, top 40 plus 115. So I included another one because we're squad riding that. Nice. Tom Kim, this stupid odds, I regret this, but Tom Kim beating Aaron Wise and Brian Harmon is plus 175. Ooh. I think that Ooh. this one, if Tom Kim does what he's been doing for the past eight weeks, which is overperforming his, um, you know, whatever they call it, ADP in football, he's going to do it. Do I think it's a good chance? It's probably 25%, but I'll look like a genius if it happens. There you go. Thomas Dietrich beating Andrew Putnam and Tom Hoagie is also plus 175. I like those odds a lot. I think that's a better lock than the one I just said prior. Um, then I have Emiliano Grillo top 40 is minus 115. I thought that was crazy, and it's already moved to minus 135. Make sure you lock your odds in early because they will change most likely not in your favor mm-hmm. tom kim top 20 plus 155 his odds were not great for top 40 and i think he's going deep um then we go down to taylor montgomery unlv grad top 20 at minus 115 i liked that taylor montgomery bet but i've already got him in FanDuel and DraftKings. i was a little worried about throwing him in as a bet too uh because as jack probably can talk about last week riding saheed and then having him not do well it kind of stinks when you have him in everything so i like taylor montgomery i think he's gonna do well but i just was a little hesitant to throw him in that bet so i'm glad you got him in there absolutely so i think this might be and i'm hoping not but i think this might be his last big week um, and if you take a look at his top 40, it was like minus 165. Mm-hmm. Do I, would I more comfortably like to put it at 40? Absolutely. But for the only 50 point difference, I might stick with it. There you go. All right. Uh, how about you start with the winners? Yeah, I think it's Sung JM. I know I talk about it every single time that I don't like back-to-back winners. I like what I watch from him. He destroyed last year. He come back at President's Cup. He's been playing good fantastic season last year i envision him going out and doing it again that i'm sticking with his fellow countrymen and see woo kim i just really like his swing and it's built for consistency and especially with the driver accuracy i like him this week so those are my two sung jm winner and see woo kim is the sleeper there you go i um i went a little more dark horse this week again i'm holding off on a lot of these big names until we get into a, a bigger fields i guess you could say um theoretically i would love to bet can't lay here but i got you got to save can't lay for a tour championship yeah for some sort of a bigger tournament than the the shriners um so my winners picks this week are christian bezwedenhout and brian Harmon. again both not super long ball hitters snaky don't need to be because they're i mean christian's got a great putter Harmon's got a great approach that's awesome. Why don't you go ahead and wild card picks? Cause I think you're going to trickle some feathers here with these two. Yeah. I took two uh, kind of out of pocket, out of left field wild card picks. These are not normal betting ones that I would ever put out, but Nick Hardy top 20 plus three fifty, just felt right. Um, I don't know why it felt right, but it just did. He's been, playing, like, yeah. he's been playing well so far this uh, early on in the year. I'm kind of hoping he just continue it together. Uh, Adam Shank is really good right now in terms of course history, and he played decently the last two weeks. Uh, so I have him at top 20 for plus 400 as my other wild card pick. I like it. Uh, mine, Tom Kim, top 10 plus 250. Like I said, if he does what he's supposed to do, I really like it. 
Now, with that being said, last week I picked um, Seat the Gala for almost every category, hoping for uh, not some triple threat coming down. And then Seong Kyung Kim, top 20 is plus 400. Um, I think he's going to surpass that and place really well this week. So Jack does have Tom Kim in DraftKings, FanDuel, bets for T20, and wildcard picks for top 10. Oh, okay, Jack. Okay. All right, everybody. You'll know how Jack's going to be doing next week on Monday, depending on whether Tom Kim is, is played decent or he played poorly. Yeah, it'll be 50-50 <laughs> whether I will be – screaming Tom Kim's name for the top of my mouth or you'll be rubbing it in how you were the only person in human history to fade him this week yeah again I have, I have a feeling it will probably be the latter but I like the fact that I, I don't have any of it when you have them in every category it makes me feel that's awesome about myself so all right everybody this is it this is the Shriners uh hopefully all your bets go well I mean we're gonna be in Vegas so everybody hope for it's triple sevens And let's just go out there and win some nice money this week. Let's get it. Bounce back week, baby. Let's go.